Welcome to the Penny and Eddie Show. We would like to thank you for listening. And we're here to expand our consciousness. So, Ms. Penny, I'm going to share with you what we're going to talk about today. This morning, there was a meme that came across my phone. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, what a good podcast. So, here we go. So the meme says, we repeat what we don't repair. In other words, we repeat what remains unhealed within our subconscious and unconscious minds. So, Penny, what does that mean to you? What it means to me is we continually repeat the same situations in life until we learn to handle them without attitude, with allowing everything to be okay. Would you like to hear a story? I would. All right. So here's the story. Last week, I went to Asheville, North Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's, the, here's how it goes. On November the 24th, which was Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I was with my mom, and I helped take care of her because, you know, she has Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And that was my week. Of, my, my time with her was Thanksgiving that Friday and Saturday. Well, that particular Friday, I decided that I would take her and her live-in caretaker, John, to Cracker Barrel. Because John wanted to drive me around, you know, drive us around and do some errands and stuff that I uh, he that he knew that we needed to get done. Well, so we get to Cracker Barrel, and you know how it here it is Christmas night, November the you know twenty fourth, mm-hmm. day after Thanksgiving. They have all the Christmas decorations out and um, all the nice stuff that you can buy, whatever. Well, we decided that we would look around after we ate. So after eating, uh, my mom, John, and I walk around the little country store that, you know, right outside Mm -hmm. the dining area. And we come to this one particular display table. And mother and uh, John were describing things to me because, as you know, I'm blind and can't see. And I heard my mother just ooing and aahing over this set of reindeer. One was standing and one's laying down. On its fours. It, they said it looked like glass, but it's uh, acrylic. It has silver antlers. Mm-hmm. But, but the acrylic could be seen as extremely breakable, mm-hmm. almost like glass. It looks, they said, everybody who has seen them said it looked like glass. Well, John handed me one of them so I could feel, and I, it was... Truly gorgeous. I could sense its beauty even just feeling it with my hands, right? Well, I asked him what the price was. He told me, and I handed it back to him and said, gently put that down. (laughs) And my mom, Alzheimer's and all, said, you're not going to buy that? And I said, no, it's a little too expensive. In my head, I immediately started a lack conversation. 
And the lack conversation went like this. I don't want to spend that money. They're too expensive for something I want when I could use that money for something needed. And that was it. I didn't think anything else about it. I had made my decision. And remember, I always say, make a decision, stand by it, right or wrong, and leave the outcome to God. All right. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) my mother put her hand on my arm because I had said it was time for us to leave. And um, she said, son, you'll regret it. Those deer are so you. I said, well, they may be, but I'm not buying them. So we left. We had a couple more errands to run. And we got back to my mom's. We got everything out of the car. And as we were putting the stuff that we had bought from the errands away, the regret hit like a ton of bricks. And I thought to myself, why didn't I buy them? And I immediately recognized it was a lack conversation. And my mom truly was right. I felt the regret. And then I started beating myself up for it. I said, well, that's not going to do any good. So I said to them, I said, I know now I should have bought them. And we all know what should means, right? Mm -hmm. When you're shooting on yourself. Right. Well, I was shitting on myself right then and said, well, I should have bought them, but I didn't. And I'm not going to beat myself up for it. My mom still remembered a little bit about having been there. She said, I told you you'd regret it. That's all she said. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, On December the 8th, I was with them again and spending uh, four days that week so that I could, you know, take my turn at taking care of my mom. No problem. So I asked if they would take me by the Cracker Barrel country store because I thought I'll go buy them. That way I'll get rid of the regret. Well, We get in the car, we drive up there, we walk inside, and John says, oh, I hate to tell you this, Eddie, but there is one little Christmas tree and a a little bitty table of of decorations to buy, stuff like that, because they've already changed it to Valentine's Day and Easter. I said, wait, wait a minute, it's December the 8th, and he said, well... I don't know what to tell you. That's it. Well, my plan was busted. So I didn't get them. Well, flash forward. Last week in Asheville. Going to Asheville to see the Biltmore House. Right? Mm -hmm. All decorated for Christmas and all that stuff. And I had tickets for the candlelight tour. And by the way, guys, it is it truly is an experience. If you have a chance and you've never seen it, go tour the place. It's incredible. 
Anyway, so the tour was for 7.45 Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Decided to have dinner at the Cracker, Cracker Barrel. Barrel. Walk in, get seated, have our have dinner, come out, and uh, and they're already the, all of their Christmas decorations are down except for one display table. And what happened to Miss Penny? Pick up the story from there. Uh, uh well. I looked at it. You didn't bother. We'd listened to you at uh, the dinner table complain about the fact you had missed buying those beautiful deer. But, you know, I let your story go in one ear and out the other and didn't pay attention. And so we're walking out by the car and waiting on your partner to come out. And you asked me if I see anything good. And I said, no, there wasn't anything that I would have taken home with me. We talked for a minute, and I said, but there was this real pretty set of deer in there, and they were big and pretty, but it looked like the leg on one was broken, so I wouldn't bother to ask the, the price. And uh, your ears perked up. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like like puppy dog's ears perked up. And and you said, deers, were they, were they big? I said, yeah, they were a little too big. For for uh, my table, and he's, those are the ones I've talked yeah. about. You can take it. And then, and then I I said they look like they're glass, right? And you said yeah. And I said, um, but are you sure that one of them had a leg broken? And you said yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, remember at that point, Stephen comes out, and we're going to get in the car to drive to uh, the Biltmore Estate. And I said, oh, no, they're not passing through my hands again. <laughs> so I remember I handed the card to Stephen and said, go in and purchase them. Well, he did. And it turns out that the leg isn't broken. It's just the way the lower half of one of the deer's legs, the one that's laying on the ground, is bent underneath it. You know, everything's fine with it. He comes out. And he says, it's not broken. They're all there. And he said, you got a 25% discount. I'm like, you, right? Mm-hmm. So why am I telling the story? We repeat what remains unhealed until we finally heal it. And in this particular instance, only the people changed. Because originally I was with Mama and John. This time mm-hmm. I was with you and Stephen. Mm-hmm. Only the people changed. It was still the Cracker Barrel. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, in Asheville, North Carolina, rather than, you know, Jacksonville, Florida. But the underlying fact was I was given the opportunity to correct what I had regretted so much, which was not buying those deer. Well, let's clarify some stuff there. Go for it. Okay. So you say um, we, can't, we, we can't always run into a store when we see something and say, oh, I'm going to buy that. You said that you felt that you, you should save your money for necessities 
for future. So, so there's a lack conversation or points to it that made it a lack statement. Right. As opposed to your rent was already paid, your bills were already everything, paid. Everything, everything was, was paid. already paid. You were not and robbing I, Peter to, to pay, pay Paul. Paul and, to I had buy al- and I had already put money back for the trip. Mm-hmm. So I had the money on November the 24th, mm-hmm. but wouldn't spend it because I had put the money back for the trip. Because mm-hmm. as you well know, I don't like to, you know, charge, right? you know, uh, unless I, I know I can pay it off right? before the bill ever comes out. And I admit, I charge on this one particular card, still pay for it before the bill, before I ever get the bill, because I like the air miles, Mm -hmm. right? So there you go. Well, I knew that it was a lack conversation, because I I wouldn't allow myself and, and therefore talk myself out of it because I didn't want to spend the money on those on those deer because I felt like it was taking away from the the trip money. And that's the lack. That was the lack. And I knew I had the money, but wouldn't spend it because it was it was something wanted rather than needed. Right. And that's that is lack, which boils down to <clears throat> a discussion of worthiness. It is that subconscious, you know, self-talk that you don't realize until it bubbles up of what's actually guiding you in that moment. And I was being guided by lack because I was being guided by the subconscious worthlessness, not mm-hmm. worthy enough. Mm-hmm. To buy what I want versus, you know, thinking that the money had to go for something needed. Mm-hmm. And I have been working on the, this stuff for a long time. So I recognized it as soon as I got back to Mother's house on the 20, on November the 24th, mm-hmm. because I, I realized this was, it was like, wait a minute, this is a lack conversation I'm having in my head, blah, blah. and. And that was what I could beat my, and did beat myself up. I know better. Mm -hmm. I know better and still did it. I still allowed that deep belief and lack to take hold and to control that moment. And you remember how blown away I was, mm-hmm. you know, on December the you know, 14th when we went to the Biltmore house and couldn't believe that there they were. Same play, you know, same thing. And that was why I was so adamant about having Stephen go in and buy them. Mm-hmm. And have them wrapped and whatever, and uh, him bring them out to the car, because I knew that this was the opportunity to repair or to heal that lack conversation. 
And that was what was so mind-blowing. It was mind-blowing because here it was, not even really three weeks later, mm-hmm. and I, the universe gave me the opportunity to replace that lack belief with that of abundance. Well, let, let's go ahead and, and, and talk about this some more because I also have a friend who um, would tell you that she is worthy of and worth everything to the point that whatever she wants, she pe- she will pick up and then struggle with her bill or expect someone else to pay her bills. So now, can you tell me or can you can you give listeners um, a little bit of guidance in? Yes. Okay. Easy. Okay. There's one word that sums that up. Okay. Responsibility. Okay. All right. Yes, we are all worthy. And we live in an abundant universe. Lack is the lie. Period. Mm -hmm. However, we have created circumstances for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're responsible. We created them. All right. And we will test ourselves. We always do. And your friend tells herself she is worthy, so she spends the money. And she is a worthy person. And of course, we're all worthy. Like you said, we're all worthy. We're all worthy. So it's not a question of whether or not she's worthy. worthy. It's really a question now of victimhood. Mm -hmm. She makes herself a victim. Mm by not being responsible. And and you might question, well, how does she make herself a victim? She makes herself a victim because she goes out and spends what some people would see frivolously, right? Mm-hmm. She just spends her money willy-nilly, mm-hmm. and then she has to ask for money to finish off her bills or for food or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right? That's irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. We know how much money we have at any moment. And in that moment, we must claim responsibility. Mm-hmm. Because we also know what the bills will be. We also know that we have to feed ourselves. We also know that we have the electric payment and all the other things mm-hmm. that we have to pay, right? Right. And when we don't, when we don't do it, and we are irresponsible, then what we're, the subconscious belief is that we're a victim to the universe. And remember, there's an uh, old th- saying that goes, don't tempt God. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, that doesn't mean that God is a nasty God that has nothing to do with God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. It's just to remind us, don't tempt ourselves mm-hmm. and and spend thinking that the universe is going to take up for it when we know better, mm-hmm. when we know better. All right. 
And and I want to say this. The problem is that unresolved, mm-hmm. all right, that unresolved belief in victimhood. So she she creates being a victim every month. She she's responsible. She doesn't see her responsibility in it, mm-hmm. and she then claims that she's worthy of purchasing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The lesson isn't that she's not worthy. Of course, she's worthy. The lesson is responsibility. Mm-hmm. So she keeps repeating the same lesson and and will continue to repeat it until she heals that within her and that's a victimhood so does that answer your question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she may have been able to afford something like that uh, by putting her bills and stuff first because she is worthy of a wonderful place to live and I and I guess then maybe you could say that if she felt like she should buy her fun stuff before her bills. She's still already living in lack because there wouldn't. She does not see herself as having enough for both. Right. And that if she um, took care of things as they arose, then some of the things would have already been handled. And so, therefore, she could have had the money, but she blew a lot of money on other things. Right. Yeah. Without thinking it through. Mm-hmm. And there is the answer. Right. We have to, we have to turn within and truly think it through. Mm-hmm. And if you understand that cause and effect are simultaneous, mm-hmm. then you understand you're, you are creating the outcome. Yes, we're in time and it may appear that the effect Happens later, mm-hmm. but it happened that moment. Mm-hmm. She already knew it. She already knew that she would be, and that's the irresponsibility and the um, belief in victimhood. Right. That that she's still playing the part of a victim, and no one is making her. Vi- she's a victim to her own self. Right. And if people tell her no, that they don't have the money to give her. Now she gets to be victim squared. You know, and I think I'm going to have to say that when it comes to things, uh, the fact that you're a victim, if you have the money for your bills and things, and I'm not speaking to people out there who are struggling, but for someone like me, uh, if I spend my money wisely, I will have money to do things with. But if I if I go spend my money every time I see something that's a pretty, oh, that's pretty, let me buy it. Oh, And I'm the kind of person who takes it home and then lays it down and doesn't do it again. I'm living a life of not in gratitude. I, I am not grateful for what I already have because I'm not taking care of it first and um, making sure that um, I recognize that I have abundance in my life already. Right. And there's the there's the key. We live in an abundant universe. We live in a universe 
that is a yes universe. But the universe can only return to us what we're putting out into it. Mm -hmm. And what are we putting out is our thoughts and feelings, which Mm -hmm. are both energetic and our thoughts and feelings create our beliefs and our beliefs are what we, what we live by. Mm -hmm. We can only see and experience that which we believe to be real. Mm-hmm. And if it, even if we think we're worthy and we tell ourselves the universe is abundant, but there is a thread of lack deep within our unconscious, we will continue to create the experiences where we feel like we are in lack. And most yeah. people don't get that. Yeah. And here's here's why. Because the belief one thread of one thread in the belief in lack mm-hmm. negates all belief that the universe is abundant or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you might say, Well, why is that? Because the universe is all or none. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you maintain even the sliver of a belief in lack, mm-hmm. then you will continue to see and experience lack. The universe recognizes that, and that, and the reason why is because it re- recognizes that you treasure that sliver of lack, mm. or you wouldn't have it. And that what that is what has to be healed. So the universe will continue to allow you to create experiences where you see lack mm-hmm. and experience lack. The names, the places may change, but the experience is the same. It's lack. Until you finally recognize that one sliver and say. No more. But for most of us, that our belief in lack runs deep, way deep. And that is why we, even though we work on it year after year after year, we still run across experiences where we are in lack or we believe that we are. Well, anything else? I think anything else. I think that's a good. I think that's a good end of the show. Again, we thank you for listening, and hope that you will uh, join us for our next podcast. Until then, continue to raise your consciousness. <laughs>